Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business. I am your host, Tim Hayden, and I'm uh, honored to have one of my great uh, brothers in Christ with us today, Brad Cooper. Brad, won't you introduce yourselves to our listeners today? Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm, Tim said it. I'm a good friend of Tim's. We've gotten to know each other well at church over the last several years. And we just got crushed this morning in a workout at 530 a.m. <laughs> in a local gym. And uh, But more, more than that, I'm a, I'm a son of a small business owner. Uh, my mm. father and grandfather, uncles, um, were contractors, are contractors. I was raised to take on a small business before yeah. I responded to a call into ministry. So, yeah. again, I, I think about small business a lot as a pastor. I've been a minister for six years mm. and uh, I pastor where Tim goes to church and his family and um, yeah so that's my background I'm a, I'm a former athlete uh, with a background in the fellowship of Christian athletes so I've I've grown up really uh, in small business construction and the athletic spaces and so a lot of my seminary if you will was in that background in space and so I love leadership love talking about leadership especially with good friends who I think have a grasp on it so that's who I am Tim thanks for having me that's good hey uh, Brad before we jump in you want to say tell, tell our listeners anything about your family yeah my wife is Corey we've got uh, three kiddos seven five and two at the recording of this we are in second grade kindergarten and then a young man at the house with mom and uh, and they're wide open two girls and a boy and so man I, I, I found that early mornings is about the only time I can get anything done at our house. So we get up early and go to bed early and, um, and feel like we're burning it both ends. But man, I have a great teammate in my wife and that's such a big deal. Find a, 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 a really great teammate to be yoked up with in life and it's the best. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I couldn't agree with you more. And hey, I've uh, just celebrating my 30th year of marriage with Dawn, which is crazy because we're not that old. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. So uh, Brad, you you you, uh, you led us in a message. We've been going through a series in Nehemiah, and when you opened it up several weeks ago, you know we talked about passion. And man, at the end of the at the end of the uh, service, I said, Brad, man, I think that could be a great because you talked a lot about leadership, and I said I think that could be a great topic for our podcast. Man, can you can we schedule some time to come on? You said, Yeah, man. So man, so hey, we're here today. So, um, hey, my first question is, uh, what is kingdom passion, Brad? Yeah. Well, you know, just a little bit of the backstory on passion. I have never been accused of not being passionate. <laughs> and I love it. I think it's a big deal. But I think sometimes we get passion mixed up. Passion, and we'll get to this in a minute. Sometimes yeah. I think people think emotion and passion is for extroverts mm. or passion is for big charismatic personalities. And I just biblically want to reject that, mm. that, that passion is something that God describes his people being all throughout scripture. Um, maybe perhaps your listeners don't have to be Christians to know this, but many times Jesus was described, and maybe you saw the Mel Gibson movie years ago, the passion mm -hmm. of the Christ. And passion really, Tim, when it comes down to it, is really best defined on what we'd be willing to suffer for. Mm. Mm. Passion's not about emotion or feeling. Passion is really defined by how much pain you'll walk through to see something accomplished. Mm. And we're talking about Nehemiah, and Nehemiah is a story of restoration and rebuilding. It's a historic story. It's not a fantasy. Mm -hmm. It's the story of a man who was just a blue-collar worker in a far-off kingdom in Babylon who called a kingdom passion. He was willing to suffer to see God's work done back in his hometown mm -hmm. of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, he was willing to take it on. And, and that really is where kingdom passion comes from. It comes from God. It's for every kind of person, young and old. And, uh, and I'm, I'm believing your listeners out there have at some point in their life had a passion, had a stirring, had something they were willing to sacrifice or suffer for. And, uh, and, and, and it's not feelings. It's not just because you had a good night's sleep and you're caffeinated. <laughs> it, it is something that you're stirred up in, and, and I think God gives it to you. It's a God deposit. That's that's what I call capital K, kingdom passion. Okay. Oh, man, that's that's great. That's great. Hey, uh, so so Brad, how does someone find their passion? Yeah, well, I mentioned already this one, but I think the two ideas, you know, just to ask this question, if you love writing down questions, what 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 um, hurts you at a level? that you'd be willing to to suffer for. Like, I mean, like, think about where your anger is. I think anger sometimes gets a bad rap. We think angry is bad. I just want to say the Bible doesn't tell us anger is bad. Mm. Uh, the Bible tells us that God has righteous indignation, that Jesus, who is the embodiment, you want to know what God's like? Look at Jesus. Mm. Um, the, the Bible tells us that Jesus turned over tables in the temple, that he did some things with incredible passion, and he, we also know he was sinless. Mm. So... Anger in and of itself can't be bad, Tim. So we've got to recognize that there are some things that you might be angry about, that you get mad about, and that that's not necessarily wrong. So if you want to find your passion, what are some of those deep down things that make you mad? Mm. And I'm not just talking about people who drive in the left lane too slow. <laughs> I'm talking about the things that you see in society and you go, it shouldn't be that way. Yep. It just shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And that maybe you, you've got this boiling inside of you um, and it shouldn't be that way. That's one place. Here's another great place to find your anger or find your passion. One, look at your anger or look at your deep joy. Mm. Those, two, those two emotions, God gives us emotions, are great places. What are the things that make you incredibly, incredibly joyful? Meaning that you're willing to smile while you sweat. Mm. Yeah. Right, you, you you know, I think Tim, you and I, we've done a couple of work days at our church before, and and we got to sweat in the sun, and yeah. man, it didn't. It was like that day goes by like this because yep. you're enjoying it, you're doing it with people you love, yep. and you might be doing it for, uh, you know, I think about a children's home in town that we've done some work yep. for, and you're smiling while you're sweating, yep. and and so follow your deep joy, follow your deep anger. Many times those things will point you to your passions, and here's an old uh, old place to look. Ask your spouse or ask your friends, what are the things that they get a sense that you're passionate about? Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, they've been around you long enough to know. Your kids, they'll tell you what you're passionate about. Those are yeah. the places to begin to identify passions, Tim. And I just want to say this out loud. Sometimes passions will laugh through, last throughout a lifetime. Sometimes passions mm, are seasonal. That's good. They'll happen in seasons of life while your kids are this age or while you're in this season of life. So your passions can change. Yeah. And uh, I think it's important to ask what are your passions currently in the season you're in? Yeah, I think that's that's an excellent question. You know, for for our listeners to lean in there, Brad. Hey, uh, next question: uh, How exactly are feelings and passion different from each other? Yeah, I think you know I mentioned this earlier, but I look to Jesus as my as my litmus test. Again, I'm a pastor, but at the same time, I'd say even if you're not a Christ follower and you're listening to this, Jesus is the most influential figure in all of history. Mm-hmm. Hospitals churches, schools, all kinds of things have historically been tied back to him. And and when you look back at Jesus, one of the things that's described of him, check this out. This is in Hebrews. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, which if you know anything about Roman history or anything about history of the cross and the crucifix makes no sense. Mm -hmm. 
So I think one of the things about a feeling, let me describe a feeling. Happiness is a feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. um, happiness is a response. Mm. Okay, whereas joy, the thing that we just described in Hebrews, is is a is 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 not a reaction. It's not a response. It's a choice. Mm. You pre-decide joy. That's the biggest decision between feelings and this thing called passion. It's a pre-decision. It's not a response to mm. feelings. Many times are responsive. Okay, they happen because I had a good meal and I feel good. Mm. I had a good night's rest and I feel good. My wife told me, baby, you look good in that shirt. Yes, ma'am, I do. I feel good. Um, I got my P&L and it's looking good. I got my quarterly report and it looks good. Yeah. Those are feelings and responses. When we come to passion, we're really talking about a decision. Mm. The joy said before me, I endured the cross. So what I mean when I look at Jesus is joy will suffer. Happiness will not. Mm. Feelings will not suffer. If you see pain coming, if you see hard times coming, feelings run away. Mm. They flee because yeah. feelings are about responding to things and that doesn't feel good. It hurts. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. But passions will suffer. And again, it goes back to that definition. It goes back to the definitions of the passion of something. I'm willing to suffer for it. That's why no pain, no gain. Because yeah. I've got a passion to see um, whether it's lose 20 pounds or whether it's make the team or whether it's turn my business around or turn the quarterly reports around. Yeah. No pain, no gain. Yeah. That's a really great statement yeah, around the idea of man. feelings and, and passion. Yeah, that's really, really, really good. Yeah. Hey, Brad, next question. Uh, what does it mean to submit our passions to the purpose of God? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when you talk about, many of you may be leading generational Z people, millennials. I'm at the very tip top of millennials. So I'm, I'm 83 is my birth age. I, my first day of college, literally first day of college was September 11th. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's really where millennials are marked by that date mm -hmm. where it falls. Um, and this is a big question. The idea of passions uh, are, are things that you've got to get around if you're going to lead millennials and Gen Z. They care about doing things. They'll actually work for less money mm. if they're doing things that matter. Mm. This is statistically proven. Yeah. So this is a big question that we've got to answer. And the way that you have to answer it is you've got to understand the difference between passion and purpose. Yeah. Now, um, I think purpose is one of the key ingredients. If you go on a journey of looking for purpose, if you really seek and you really search it, you're going to find at the end of that road, God. Mm. <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, the, the patriarchs, the church fathers actually had a statement, Tim, that, that the chief end of man, the purpose of man, you can go back in history and you can search any ethnic group all over the globe. They want to know, why do we exist? Why am I here? One of the great questions of humanity. And the theologian fathers um, put the chief end of man down on paper. It was known as the Westminster Greater Catechism. One of the lines is, the chief end of man is to glorify God mm. and enjoy Him forever. Mm. And if you really put that to the test, listener, wherever you are, uh, business owner, um, husband, wife, family man, uh, single guy, single gal, put that to the test. Your chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him mm. forever. Mm. That's your purpose. I, I want to say this clearly. There is one purpose, Tim, one, and it manifests endless, infinite passions. Best illustration I can think of, think of purpose Think of purpose like rain. And it falls down on the earth and it grows all kinds of plants. Grass, weeds, trees, shrubs, 
In the tropics, it grows all kinds of things that don't grow in the northern hemisphere, don't grow down in the southern, very south pole. But that's like passion. So there's countless passions in the earth, but they all sit under the reign of purpose. Mm. Um, and what, what I've found out in the pastorate is if you get those things flip-flopped, you'll mess up and derail your life. Mm. If your passion becomes your purpose, mm. at some point you outgrow that or you, you literally get too old for that. You end up retiring. If your job listener becomes your purpose, you're making the money or making the quarterly report or growing your business or growing your wealth or growing your, your portfolio. At some point you retire and all of a sudden that, that thing goes away. Mm-hmm. That you, 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 that's why so many business owners, they can't let go. Mm. They can't look at success as succession. Mm. And, and so because they've made their passion, they've made it their purpose. Mm. And what I would tell you is understand that the greater purpose, Tim, of all of us, whether we're students and we're 12, whether we're uh, playing on a sports team in high school or whether we're college graduates or we're business owners or we're, we're entrepreneurs and we're starting our third or fourth business, make your purpose a timeless purpose, mm. the glory of God and his enjoyment forever. And then you can have countless passions all of your life whether you're passionate about your kids' t-ball coaching, and it's not even passionate right now, really, <laughs> about, about what's going on at the business. The business is doing itself. You've handed it off to your captains. They're running it, and you've still got your hands on it some. But really, your passion right now, as we're in September, is, is getting your kids' football team going. And you're, you're able to step in and be a coach three days a week out there. On, man, be passionate about being a dad. That's awesome. But in the spring, your passion may shift. Next season, your passion may shift. You know, you might, at some point, your wife might come down with something. You've got a medical diagnosis. Maybe you've got aging parents and your passion needs to shift. You want to make sure you're helping them finish well. That's okay. Countless passions grow under the one reign of God's purpose. And that's what it is to submit our passions to a kingdom purpose. You'll never outgrow that. That'll never get boring Mm. to you. You can make any passion in any season point to the glory of God and enjoying him forever. And that's, that's a really good news inside of the gospel message of Jesus. So anyway, I've talked too long. No, 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 that, trust me, that's good. I think, and for the listeners out there, and even for me, I'm raising my hand as I'm looking at you, Brad, we got to be real careful not to get our passion, our purpose flipped. Ooh, it's so easy. Ooh. Especially if you've got an engine like you do, Tim, like yep. I do. Yep. We're drivers, we're workers. Yep. We love looking at the metrics. <laughs> love looking at the numbers. Let's show me that yep. Q1, Q2. Yep. Let's see up and to the right, up and to the right. Yep. Praise God for up and to the right. Absolutely. We need to st- 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 steward that. We need to put our hands on that. But I just want to say, if you get that passion lifted up above purpose, yeah. man, at some yeah. point, that's a fracture. It's yeah. a fault line. Yeah. And there's coming a big earthquake. Yeah. yeah. No, hey, man, I agree. So I think, hey, now's a good time to pivot. You know, uh, how can this be applied to a small business leader, a small business owner? Yeah, well, I, I tried to touch on many, but, man, I'm sitting across the room from a guy who's been doing this for 38 years. He's <laughs> been in the small business world, yeah. Tim. And so, you know, I know we've talked about this around coffee tables and meals. We've got some guys we get meals with. And, but what have you seen? You're a small business owner. So you, you hear me talk about this on a Sunday. We're talking about it again today. How have you tried to apply this to make sure that that purpose, that one thing, we're pointing to the one thing, is still seen on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday when you're not in the four walls of your church building, yeah. right? But yeah. you're actually the church in the world, in the earth. How have you tried yeah. to keep that in prioritization? You know, I think, uh, and 
I always, everything we do, we do, we honor God. Mm. And that, you know, Brad, it's before we have a, before we have a meeting, we pray. Yeah. Before we, and, and one thing that, you know, Jesus is our president and CEO, not me. And I use that language often because he is our leader and that I am blessed I get to be the senior leader, but he leads us every day. And as long as I'm here, we're going to make sure that we honor him. We're going to talk about him. You yeah. know, so, hey, and lots of, and if you're not a Christian, but you're listening and leaning in, hey, we're glad you're taking time to listen today. But to me, that's, that's what, that is, you know, that's the purpose of why we exist. And that what we want to do is to be able to, we want to help people. You know, you know what? Jesus helped people. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, there's example after example on how he helped people. You know, so, um, so I think that we want to help people. We want to help people that, who choose us. Mm-hmm. So like customers, they need our, they need, they need our help. Yeah, they're coming to you with a problem. They, they're trying to get a solution. Yep. You're, you're standing in the gap for them. That's exactly so right. So talk about that a bit. Yep. You know, they've cho- they, I mean, they, they email you, they write you, they call you. Returning customers, those are the best, right? They are the best. Yeah. You know? but, but again, it's, it's going out. We, we've got customers even today. We've got some brand new customers. They need our capacity. Mm. Well, you know what? And our business development team went out and found those folks. And we are being fast-tracked. To, to start p- providing them with parts and products because they need us. They need us to help them, you know. And I think that um, you're, you're right. It's no easier than, you know, the customers that we currently have that need our help. So, um, you know, what does my heart great, though, is that is the people that we choose to help. So, you know, we, ne- we need both. We need people that choose us and we need people that we choose. So the faith-based nonprofits, the Haven Arrest here in town, that's about second chances. And, you know, there's, those, there's men and women there that are at their last straw. They're either going to go to that, go to that um, program or they're going to jail. Yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of them meet the Lord. They meet Jesus during that process. We probably got a dozen people today that work here. I'm all about second chances. Yeah. I know Jesus is about second chances. Amen. You know, so those types of things, you know, uh, Anderson Faith Ministries, man, we help those folks out. Yeah, even Meals on Wheels. I started volunteering Meals on Wheels. Brad, it does my heart so good. Isn't it amazing? To be able to go out. And it's like, that may be the only the only people they see that day. Yeah. And you know what? And to share a little bit of love, share a little bit of Jesus, is to me, is really good. So you try to put all that together. You know, we want to help people. We want to help people that that choose us, and we want to help people that we choose. So to me, that's that's what we want to do because I think that's what Jesus taught That's us. serving leadership 101 right there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, just pastorally, you know, I sit in a lot of counseling sessions and, 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 and am involved in a lot of helping folks process what they're going through in their lives. And I can tell you the most miserable people, the most, the most um, depressed, anxious people are the people that are focused on themselves. Mm. And they can't hear that when you're, when you're sitting across them pastorally. Mm. But, but when you focus on helping someone else, there is something that clicks. And it's because God designed us this way, Tim. It was the way he intended for us to live, mm-hmm. to, to help others, whether it's providing a good product. And hey, you should be reimbursed for that. The earning a fair wage and, and winning financially, that is kingdom business. We need yeah. more kingdom men and women doing it. Yeah. Praise God. But then you get to also choose what you do with that wealth mm-hmm. now. How do you love well those employees that made that culture happen right there? And then take that overflow of wealth. And where do you get to aim it and say, man, we choose this 
four, you know, 501c3, or we choose this hospital or this church or this ministry. Man, that's incredible. Yeah. And that makes you a happy guy. Yeah. You go to bed smiling and you're filled with joy because you're not focused about you. Yeah. And I deal with people all the time, Tim. They're not happy. Yeah. They, when they write me an email many times, man, they're miserable. And it's because they've been trying to make themselves happy by feeding themselves with all the wrong stuff. When the secret to life many times in glorifying God and enjoying Him is actually putting on that washcloth towel and going and serving people in our communities, serving people in our homes, serving people in our businesses. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned this, Tim. Um, I, I want to give you a phrase. We've talked about this phrase before. Yeah. I call it ministry camouflage. Mm. Now, we're in the fall here. September in South Carolina is deer season. September opens up bow season, mid-week, mid-year, uh, or, or mid-month, we get to open up the gun season. So you might be a hunter, you may not. But the fall... I take bow hunting seriously. Yeah. All right, I put on my camouflage. Yeah. Well, I think small business owners have incredible ministry camouflage. Now in town, I'm a pastor. Everybody knows. I come to lunch, pastor. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I don't get to sneak up on anybody. <laughs> well, small business owners, leaders in the community, teachers, coaches, you are wearing ministry camouflage. Mm. And when you come up with these rituals or these these rhythms in your business, in your in your classrooms, in, wherever you are, that you say, man, we're going to pray before we leave this business meeting. Or when I write this email, I'm always going to close it with this encouragement. Or I'm going to pray for a coworker. Or I'm going to pray over my brand new employees as they start work for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're brand new on the job. Can I pray for you as yeah. you start your job? Those moments... It sneaks up on people. Yeah. They're not ready for it. You're wearing yeah. ministry camouflage. Yeah. And Tim, you got ministry camouflage. I know your listeners do too. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Sneak up on people. Show them the kingdom. It's a really cool thing. Yeah, that, that's great. You know, and uh, Brad, I would say, you know, you being a former athlete, you know, and you still may be this way today, even our workout this morning, you know, we're, we're competitors. Mm-hmm. And hey, I love to win. Yes. And, and I want to win. So I want to win in business. Yes. And I want to win in business. That's not a bad thing, by the so, way. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you for that. I want to win. we got to be profitable mm-hmm. so, because so we can share. Mm-hmm. We can share with our team members. We can share with our community. And you know what? We can share with people that need help. That's right. But if we don't win, we can't do those things. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's all tied together. It's, it's really a beautiful sight when you can see the purpose that God has for us. That's the ecosystem of the kingdom. Yeah. And again, I, I apologize on behalf of those that have grown up around church and maybe maybe you're de-churched or maybe you got away from it because, you know, it just didn't apply to your everyday. But we, we have a statement inside of our teaching team. We want it to be eternally valuable and immediately practical. Mm. Yep. And so if it doesn't change the way you think it's your job on Tuesday or the way you parent your kids on a Thursday or the way you get up and are operating on a Monday, mm-hmm. then in many ways, I don't believe it's necessarily biblical because Jesus was eternally valuable and immediately practical. And hopefully some of this content around your passion, being living on purpose, having a kingdom purpose is something that will be eternally valuable and immediately practical. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's good. So, um, hey, Brad, as we start to slow down our podcast and finish up for today. Hey, what's uh, one piece of advice that you would give our listeners? Okay, well, this is this is something that is, I've been in this space a lot because again, I mentioned this earlier, I'm a small business owner kid. My yeah. dad, my dad's a president of a construction company. Yeah. I grew up on a job site running a shovel, okay? Yeah. At 14 before, you know, anybody uh, at Ocean knew about it. Okay, all right, here we go. The thing that I want to tell you about is a theology of work. Now, this might blow your mind, but God created work. Mm. You open up your Bible to Genesis, and the first thing that, that God gives Adam to do is to go out and work 
the land, caused the garden to flourish and to name the animals. And you know what, Tim? Work was here before sin was here. Mm. So you know what that means? That means work is good. Work's not bad. Yeah. And we got to fight that idea that, the, you know, a case of the Mondays, if you will. We're recording this on a Monday. Yeah. Um, that, that, that is not biblical to think that, man, work's bad, that i got to grind so I can live for the weekend. You know, I'm working my 9 to 5 so I can work hard, play hard. Reject that mentality. Reject that idea. Work is good. Mm. And work is good when you're doing it on purpose. Mm. Work is good when you're doing it with your passion. And work is good when you have a greater theology of work. The best thing I can tell you, Tim, is a little science thing. Maybe many of you guys will remember Reading Rainbow. Mm. All right. Back in the day, uh, I didn't have but about three channels growing up. My mom and dad, we had those rabbit ears. Uh, <laughs> we got a we got a young guy Lee in here recording this thing. Lee, I don't know if you know about uh, rabbit ears, but we didn't have cable or satellite television. I, I was the, the 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 antenna. I had to go turn the rabbit ears to so that we could pick up <laughs> a channel it. on the television. I remember, man. And I remember. PBS, Lavar Burton, Reading yeah. Rainbow, yeah. and he taught me about magma and lava. Mm-hmm. Okay, magma and lava. If you can picture it, it's the 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 orange and red stuff that's associated with volcanoes. Now, maybe our listeners know the difference in magma and lava, but basically the only difference is one's inside the earth and one's outside the Mm. earth. Magma is inside the earth's crust. Lava is what we see splattering and popping when the volcano erupts. Maybe it's real nice and slow, like on the volcanoes in Hawaii, or maybe it's the big boomers, like, you know, we've had different ones that have erupted over history. Okay, magma and lava. Well, I want to let you know that biblically, that's the difference in work and worship. Mm. Worship isn't just the songs you sing on Sunday. Worship is everything we do as humans. 24-7, 365, you're worshiping, Tim, Mm. and so am I. Mm. Worship, you might, whoa, 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 pastor, put your foot on the brake, brother. We're not at church. <laughs> worship is songs we sing. No, it's not. That's, that's, just, that's just songs we sing. Worship is what you and I do as humans every single day. 24-7, 365, you can't push pause on your worship. Mm. Worship is the magma inside of the human heart. It's interior. And work is when our worship comes out Mm. and the world sees it. Work might be the architecture firm you run. Work might be the the curriculum you teach as your biology teacher. Work might be the laundry you're doing. Work might be the grass you mow. Work might be the fabricating you do at Sergeant Metal Tim. (laughs) Or work might be doing what I do as a pastor. Work is on the outside what worship is on the inside. The human soul was created and designed to do it. I'll leave our listeners with that thought. You won't stop worshiping today, whether you're working at 9 to 5 or whether at your house. Worship is inside and work is outside. I hope you never forget it. Live a life on purpose. Find passions that are countless throughout the entirety of your life. You were designed to have a great passion pointed to one purpose and when you do it you're in designed to enjoy the good lord in it and you are designed to enjoy him forever that's what i'll leave you with Tim. hey thank you uh brother brad thank you number one for being our guest and uh thank you for lead leading us and uh, you know in and just in your walk with the lord you know you you make me want to be a stronger follower of jesus so thank you for all you do you're we're a great doing example. it together absolutely man. Man. love you guys and love your listeners yeah, too. That's, that's great hey and for our listeners everyone hey thanks for listening take care and god bless If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. 
We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them. And we'll be seeing you guys next month.